To the upland ah, of the friendly Jimmy's podcast. I don't want to go. It's I want to be in a hotel. If you listen to the live podcast, then you know that the three of us are pissed drunk. One of us but, way more than the other. But boys, boys, pay it. What? All right, Ali. First off, does that remind you of Malaysia? One hundred percent does. I bet you they're still playing it now because I used to go to Zerts all the time. Uh, Zerts? Yeah. Where's that? I, I, I can't even remember if it was called Zerts, but it was something like with an X. And in Malaysia. Oh, in Malaysia. I know which way you're talking about. This one was, I think it was near Pavilion, Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. That Fuck was the one, I dude. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I wish I went there. That's mad. Yeah, but you were spending your time in fucking civilized London. No, 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 no. We were out in one of the colonies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Fuck, you know what's really weird? The fact that we were both in Malaysia at the same time. That is weird. What the when fuck? were you there? What year? 
2010. I was there 2010. It could be. It could be. Yeah. I swear it was that. That's crazy. I swear it, it must have been 2010, 2011. One of those. Yeah, I was there 2010, 2011. When was I? Okay, let's just. Do a wind back. When when the fuck was I 21? Because I remember turning 21 there and I was 19, just around all of these like hot models being years. like, yes, yes, you're 21 now. I'm the same age, cunt. 10 years ago. So 2010. 2010. It was yeah, 2010. Yeah, it was 2010. I was there. Yeah, we were there, but we didn't What the know fuck? So you guys literally, so you guys we literally, were there. you guys brushed shoulders as you were each going no, for a different the, skewered we side. We were completely different lives. We she were living was hanging out with hot models and I was hanging out with these packing no. men who kept saying, come on, there has to be a better tandoori place in this country. <laughs> Hey, hey, Ali, the hand should not stop even here. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. Don't ruin this for me. I am imagining both of you sort of brushing shoulders. Jordan was going for a fucking chicken skewer, like street vendor. Ali was going for a pork. No, I was a model, man. I was a model. I was, I was buying lettuce bags back then, baby. Uh, but I was also going to that place. And I remember like uh, Buyan, who was the male model the there at the time that was like not doing his numbers, but he was fucking the, he was fucking the guy that was the head of the modeling agency. And he was just Yilmaz, but he was Serbian. Serbian. Yeah. And he found out that I was Croatian and because fucking hoax, hoax was the Brazilian guy. And he was like, did you know he was Croatian, man? How crazy is that to me? <laughs> And that's so all models can say. How crazy. Crazy. So crazy. <laughs> and then what did the Serbian guy say? Was he chill or not chill about did it? Did the same thing that every fucking Serbian, you would know this, miss. Yeah. Every Serbian that finds out that you're Croatian. Oh, really? Oh, are they going to shake your hand? Right. And then like after that saying it's like, a did you know that it was much better and the Yugoslavia <laughs> than it was? Oh, fuck. They all say it. They never said Every it to me. Oi, if you are a patron and you are a Serbian, can you just pay this? And look, I will back you up on this as well. It's much better under Yugoslav. I'm much not better that, under Slav. I'm not on that train. Are you not Dude, your train? last name no. is Slav. I'm not on Come that train. on, you're on that train. I'm not on that train. You're on that train. No, I'm not on that train. Every Serbian I've met is always just like, I'm a guy with dreads that just wants to party in Portugal. I'm going to be really nice to this Croatian guy to overcompensate for the fact that one of my uh, siblings probably killed one of his cousins. <laughs> I probably did. But he's not wrong. It would be much better than this. No, he's wrong. Here. I'm not on that train. Dude, I have that same fucking thing when I meet like a Bangladeshi guy. Because we killed millions of them. So I'm always like, oh, by the way, uh, I apologize. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you have to apologize. So you're the Serb in that situation. I'm you're the, the Serb, Serb in that situation. But whenever Indians meet me, they always have the other attitude, which is something that we hate. You know how like a Serbians, when they meet you, they're like, oh, life was better under Yugoslavia. That never happened to me. But I can imagine that happening. A Serbian could, would say that. Yeah, I could. But I Indians, Indians, like when they meet you, they don't realize that it's kind of the same thing as like it's kind of low key offensive for us. But they go like, "Oh, why did we? Why did the two countries break?" Well, it was. It's like, dude, we broke because we didn't like you. That's why we broke. <laughs> ah, well, so you understand of, the Bangladeshi yeah, yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're the the but do you say yeah, it to yeah. Bangladeshis? Where did we break no, from Pakistan? I always, <laughs> I, I always say, dude, the way we treated you, fair enough. Okay. Look, the thing is, I actually, now that I am a Croat, but I understand Michael Parenti's perspective, I've got to say, it was much better than the Yugoslav. Look, I can see the perspective from uh, context, but you have to keep in mind that I've had like 30 years of like indoctrination, indoctrination of like 
That was bad. And a lot of anecdotal evidence. A lot of anecdotal evidence. But look, honestly, Michael Parenti makes really good points about it. You should see his book, Destroying a Nation. I'm I'm really pro Michael Parenti now that I'm watching Chomsky. Because, dude, this meme that was on Reddit, and even though I don't fucking follow Reddit, it's just, again, somebody posted it to me. And I finally understood it when it was a meme point, when they just had Chad Parenti, cuck, Chomsky. And I was like, that is fucking sacrilegious as shit. <laughs> like that, I cannot ever agree with that fully, but I do understand where you're coming from with Parenti, how he's just being, dude, he, he fully, like, he's just like, you know, Bernie Sanders didn't go far enough. Like, right. and I think really? he's- Is that what he's- Well, look, Chomsky agrees with all the points that Parenti says, but he just says them in a much more- uh, uh, academic perspective, right, let's say. Right. And he's sort of, even though everybody in the mainstream media fucking despises Chomsky, yeah. they still put him on. They do not put on Parenti. Parenti is too much of a loose cannon right. because he's just too guido about it. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, it was Tibet was a shithole. Let's just pee it. Like, like, it's like Chomsky were like, oh, winners and losers. You know, like, it's like, no, no. Just I love that Jordan's just advanced. It's like, Chomsky is too mainstream. <laughs> I need to find some guy. Who sh- I need to find some guy who should be reviewing meatball subs in Queens that has a really radical perspective. I mean, it's not wrong. Sorry. Look, the Parenti. No, have is. you ever listened to Parenti? Yeah, Arlen? a little bit. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about him? Is this is this I poo like water? By yeah. the way, and you're drinking it. <laughs> He's, he's a loose cannon. We're currently drinking Chinese oh. rice wine, and I think Jordan said it best that it was pulled. It doesn't say anything. It's just like mama po tofu. <laughs> that it was pulled from the terracotta army, and it was just a fossil. I oh, think this is just a fossil. Do you want to hear the ingredients? Rice, wine, <laughs> water, rice, wheat, food. Wheat. That's a surprise. Food. Food. Caramel. <laughs> caramel oh, is weird. Yeah. It's like caramel Why baby. Why is there wheat in what the is it rice called? Does wine? It, does it have a name? Yeah, name is Hua Tiao Lao Chu rice wine. It's not. But there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. You know wheat what this reminds in rice me of? Wine. There's not supposed to be wheat in no. rice wine. But remember Joe Alcohol when he came back from China? I do. And then he that. brought back Devil's Drink. And I think that was the first time. Look, what was it? I remember vomiting on a bus violently Fuck. after he brought it out. And it was just rice wine from China. Chinese know how to drink. Really? Because I used to always think Australians know how to drink and Irish know how to drink. No, then no, I no. went to Asia and I was like, fuck that. Koreans are not gen- genetically predisposed to drinking. And they still and know. They know how to drink. Fuck. They, they, they drank us onto the table despite the fact that, that they'd vomit. Yeah. I've heard that before. Because I always thought Australians drank the most. And then I went to England and I was like, no. Yeah. The English drink way more than Australians. They're just like, yeah, point. And like, that's all they do. So they're just like, yeah, point, hey, point. And, I, and I was, when I first went to England, I was like, I'll have a schooner. I don't, who the fuck drinks pints? Pint. And then, yeah, and they're just like, have a pint. And it took me six months to climatize to drinking pints. Like girls were drinking me yeah, under the table. Do you know why they drink pints and not schooners? Yeah, but they don't, they don't drink cold beer. No, they drink cold beer, but it's because like Australia is warmer. So if we get a pint, it gets right, warmer. right. But anyway, Koreans I've heard drink it more, but Chinese Sorry, drink Koreans under the no table. Way. Chinese know how to party. No way. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe you. I'm sorry, but they have a drink called more, Devil's Drink. This is called soju. More Chinese propaganda. I've never heard that the Chinese can drink. I'm telling you, they weren't soju. Able to drink. I was I was fine to drink every. 
maybe three times a week, which was pussy for Koreans. But I could drink soju three soju times a week and be to fine. Soju is delicious. So, devil's drink is not easy to so drink. So what is it? It's the same shit. It's the same thing. It's just like fermented reishi with wheat. Because this is this shouldn't be brown. Yeah, I know exactly. This That's is not the supposed between. to be fucking brown. It should be clear. This is caramel. supposed to be, be clear. clear. You understand? This is not supposed to be brown. I understand, but I think it's a fake caramel. <sighs> oh, actually, now that you mention yeah. it, let's drink it. Drink, drink some, miss. <sighs> it does have it, Ali. Yeah, there's caramel. There's caramel in there. Yeah. Oh, but my it's like, God. It's oh, so it's fucked. the worst. Dude. It's I, cotton candy. I, I could drink anything. That is fucked. Yeah, that is pretty I'm going to drink it, but I won't be happy about it. <laughs> I, look, I- Oh, my God. It's really bad. I know. This, it's this terrible. This is just the, the booze shocking, but damn. <laughs> Booze makes things easier. I don't like, like, you, are you going to become what what an alcoholic? I think I might have to be. I'm, look, once a week. Once a week, I'm going to have to start okay, drinking okay. just when we start feeling well, once this. Once a week's fine. Dude, my girlfriend suggested what you... So Jordan used to say, um, when you're hanging out with your girlfriend's friends or whatever, just drink. It'll of make course. it a lot bearable. Obviously. And I yeah. didn't do that. She's right. For some She's reason, right. Because I'm always like driving so I don't drink. But And she told me the other day, like, okay, if you're not going to drink... You're never going to like him. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? That's true. <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not wrong at all. That's and that's like 20-year-old Sutherland Shire. Uh, once, once I did. And I and did. And I intermingled with it. Because like at some so point, it doesn't better. give a shit. You don't give a shit. And I also met like these people. That, I met this Islander dude who was like, I hey, think bro. a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> but it was funny when I was drunk. Exactly. <laughs> dude, that's 23-year-old Strathfield wiseness. <laughs> no, they are right. Like it was the same thing as you know I mean? my girlfriend said exactly the same thing. All right. She was just Stop constantly sitting. She was constantly <laughs> sitting there just being like, you're going to have to drink in front of these corporates. And look, there is no one on earth that I should be no. hating more than fucking investment bankers. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as I was drunk, I was just like hanging out with you guys. <laughs> but this is what's sick. I've got to say, being drunk in front of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you're gonna have to bleep that. I like you guys right, this more. Isn't this isn't live. I like you guys more, and that's insane because honestly, <laughs> I dude, love drunk Jimmy's. Because so this good. is a weird thing. Like, <laughs> fuck. There's nothing I enjoy hanging out with you guys more sober. But that's drunk, true. if I can hang out with investment bankers drunk, but I'm hanging out with you guys, smash. Yeah, I like you guys. Even more. <laughs> yeah, of course. You're, you're like my favorite people on earth. I agree. I agree. Dude, I mean, look. But you know what's fucking crazy? So my I'm, girlfriend's household- I just realized household, I can drink some of this shit instead of that pissy poo water, but go on. My girlfriend's household, when I was talking to them after getting drunk, uh-huh. dude, they are mostly- um, Legends. Yeah, they're just massive Trump fans. Oh, <laughs> Hate <shit>. Arabs. <laughs> well, you know, harsh- but Do they actually like Trump? Yeah. Well, he's like his dad, her dad, her uncle. They're they're really, really into him. They wouldn't like outwardly say they like him, but dude, they are definitely for him. Um, they always they always hate on like immigrants. But, well, what about Scott Morrison? What about how are they? We, we they, they're, you, they're liberals. Did you gel with them? But but no 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 wait no they're not they're not. Did you? I think ge- the uncle is the dad's not the dad's labor. Did, did they? But, did you but, gel but, with them? The dad's labor. Dude, I'm, I'm, how the fuck is the dad labor? He is an investment banker. He's like a financial advisor. How is he pro the labor? The uncle is like mm. the uncle is is legit. Uh, uh, he used to be like I think one of the top accountants or something. But, but why does he like the libs? He yeah, I, do, I didn't speak to him much about the libs, but I know he votes for the libs. But he was why? he's just a the big fan blue. of Trump. Dude, he he's he's super anti PC. He was he got mad at my girlfriend because my girlfriend. How weird is this? She said, "Oh, and then I dropped my phone on the floor." 
Her uncle's response. It's so stupid. Like, look, stop calling the ground floor. This is all of that Asian influence, dude. I'm fair, <laughs> fair. But the other thing is, he's right. He's right. Like, it's the same thing here. It's just like LG. Fuck off this LG on the lift. And I like the fact you know, dude. You That's know, insane. you know why we got it's miss, 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 miss. He's, he's right. He's right. No, this is a floor outside. Outside, it's the ground. This is the floor. No, but you know what we are. You know what, a, Ali, 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 Miss. Yeah. You know why we got level four? Because bad luck in China. Remember in Malaysia how there wasn't such a thing as level four? Oh. No. That is why we got a sick. We got to thank our fucking luckies again. Like. Can China do any wrong? Wait, the reason the we got level about? four and this sick apartment that is away from the rest of the apartments yeah. is because Chinese people it's bad luck. won't go on level four. Dude, why are they such a superstitious people? With the rhino know. horns and the this and the, the you have gambling problems. Let, let's look at the let's look at the, the, the Let's look at the facts here. The facts are you have a huge gambling problem with your population because you're obsessed with this idea of luck. Well, it takes Maybe a lot for an Australian to say that. Talk about glass houses. Fu- well, that would have nah, we're not really into shit. gambling. We're into I don't drinking. gamble for no, shit. No, you don't gamble. But not I'm every Chinese gambles either. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yes, pretty much they do, I reckon. Okay, there is a gambling culture, but there is also like a pokies culture. In yeah, there Australia. is, but like we don't do it because we're like, I'm feeling very lucky tonight. We yeah, yeah, so but just I'm bogus. hammered and I don't deserve these 50 bucks. Oh, I lost <laughs> it anyway. Fuck it. Like, yeah, it's exactly. a little bit different. Whereas like, I, I swear to God, Xi Jinping right now is at a pokies. <laughs> No, he's not no, a pokey. No. He's playing fucking poker in Vegas. Yeah. Well, not Vegas. In Chinese. In, in, in Macau. Macau, Macau, in Macau. Exactly. Macau. The Portuguese colony, right? Use, yeah, yeah. Um, is that why we got number four? Well, look, that's, that's funny. That's why we got number that's four. That's funny. But, but Ali, it's Ali, also Ali, funny Ali, Ali. that you're- Did you, did you enjoy- Fuck. Uh, like, <laughs> honestly? Because I, I was around all of Asia except Japan because I wasn't good enough for Japan. I love this kid when he's had a few sojus. I'm just putting it out there. Go on. He's all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm just putting that out there. I enjoyed Malaysia the most. Malaysia knew how to party. I went through all of Asia. I went through Singapore, Hong Kong, China. Obviously, there's no modeling scene in Mongolia, Korea, all of them. What a chip. But i got to say, Malaysia was the most comfortable. Malaysia was relaxed. How it was chill. I was in Indonesia as well. I was in pretty much all of Asia, Philippines and Japan. Those were the only places I didn't go. Mm. And Malaysia you was my favorite. You did a lot. Malaysia was definitely the best one. Really? Yeah. What, what's the vibe? Give me some Malaysia vibes. Throw out some key words here. I'm, I'm just imagining Malaysia, Singapore. If I, if chill. I have to live in a first world country, like if I, if I could live anywhere in the world and someone told me, okay, can't be a first world country, I'd pick Malaysia. Is Malaysia the it's country? It's on the borderline. It's, the it's a gray area. acceptable is non-developed country Malaysia, for me to live in. Is Malaysia the country where, the, where there's those, it's super multicultural and they're like, you have to have 30% Chinese, 30% That's Malaysia. Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, Singapore. But, but Malaysia is like that too. It's oh. not as strict. Right. There is Indian ghettos and there is Chinese ghettos, but in that Malaysia. does not exist in, Chi- in Singapore unless it's like designated Chinese area. Yeah. But like- it's Singapore kind of is just small too, right? It's just it's very tiny, anyways, and it's like super. It's like Dubai. Yeah, yeah but I got to pay Asia. Look, yeah. look, Lee Kuan Yew or whatever his name is, he he ran a good society. Oh, one hundred percent. Also, a Who's genius, that? Who's a that? genius of this world. Who's that? Look, Lee he's Kuan pretty Yew. much look. 
Paul Keating, when he was looking at societies, he was just like, uh, we could go for the Scandinavian model, we could go for the American model, we could go for the British model, like in the 80s. And he was just mm. like, nah, Singapore, that's the country that I want to copy. I thought Singapore was like Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Ultra capitalist. That's not Australia. Oh, yeah, it's capitalist as fuck, but it works. It's not capitalist. That's in not the, sense. the Paul Keating model. It's yeah, more like it is. Chinese is capitalist, it? actually. Is what? So they're they're kind of authoritarian, but they're also capitalist. So it's like it's more like Chinese capitalism than like a right. Which really adheres to labor, because labor's actually really in. Let's be honest, it's into strong government. And, well, yeah, and the thing is, Singapore had strong government, but it was also really pro corporate. But it struck a nice balance where every Singaporean that you meet, super hardworking. It, it actually created this really? society where it was this hot bubble where. As uh, my best friend from high school, Nefty. <laughs> Shout out him and his kid. <laughs> Shout out him and his kid. But his dad and was always pointing this out. He was always saying, it's a tough, it is a tough place to live, Jordan. It is a very tough <laughs> place to live. And I was like, yeah, fair. Like Hong Kong. Same Hong Kong's Kong. too fucked though. Right. I, I honestly think Hong Kong went too far. Why, like, why and I, I stayed there for fucked? a whopping yeah, two why? weeks. Huh? Why was Hong Kong too fucked? Because I haven't been. Hong Kong didn't get the balance right. Hong Kong had too much Western influence. But the thing is, Lee Kuan Yew had to strike a really, really easy balance because he couldn't do the genocide that Indonesia did where he could just make it pro-American as by just wiping out two million Singaporean. He had to keep the people that were supporting China there. And so as a result of that, he kind of just sat there and was just like, fuck, they've both got good points. Mm. I think that is the difference. Singapore... Uh, in terms of just livability and and living standards, you can't deny that where they were from and where they came is phenomenal. It really was the Paul Keating model of just like the 80s is awesome, but show is authoritarianism. <laughs> <laughs> that, and maybe that's the right way. To, maybe that's the right mix. I Look, mean, they they kind of forced their population to do something that they weren't initially keen on, but as a result, which was a what country which living was like, with each other. Uh, create an extremely high export-driven economy. So just basically, you know, the idea of sweatshops or whatever. Uh, All of you, 5,000 people, start making towels now! Why? Because, like, you know, some, like, the UK wants an order. (laughs) But also just saying that, like... But that's not what Singapore... You have to be as educated as Korea. Yeah, but also that was Uh. short-term. So now they're not making towels anymore. Because I always thought Singapore now... Yeah, I thought thought Singapore was, like, IT, business. Like, look look what China is doing now. Remember what China was doing only 15 years ago? Yeah. China was making really shit plastic that would break every two seconds. But they're not doing that. They're now fucking installing 5G. You know what you're not going to like about this? (laughs) You know, Lee Kuan Yew was the Tito of Asia. Oh, here we go. He did because he he, he hit that perfect balance between American influence and Chinese influence because he right. had to. Right. It was the only way that he was going to maintain power there for 50 years. Mm. It was just giving China its dues and giving America its dues. Australia has a lot to learn from Singapore. Mm. But – if you want to go down that post of just like forcing your entire population to be robots, which obviously Australia didn't want to go down. I think that they hit it right. Mm. Malaysia was just too filled with corruption and it was the home of Malays. Mm. So they didn't hit that nice stride that uh, Singapore did. So it kind of became a Dubai it kept the Muslim influence. It made sure that 
Malays were the dominant race. Well, that's but fair. Lee Kuan Yew, I, you would you would pay this, Ali. He hit the right balance between the Malays, the Indians, and the Chinese. Oh, he was just like, I don't give a fuck about your race. You are yeah. Singaporean, and as a result of that, we don't care about you as being ethnicities. We care about you as being individual units contributing to the economy. Dude, was his campaign? That's what his view was. Was his yeah. camp? Was his campaign? This country is about Lee Kuan Me and Lee Kuan Yew. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was just Lee Kuan Me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Look, I... Hey, who was the Twitch cunt that we gave it to? What? Twitch what? <laughs> who was the Twitch person that we gave all of our Twitch subs to? Oh, How did we go chick? in Twitch at the end? That's a gamer? Um, Twitch. Oh, who, who What do you mean how did we go? The subs, the... the, the, the like 700. 600, 700. 700, high. high good, uh, good, Like good, 200 good. higher than... Sick. Yeah. It was... Dude, that shit was... Uh, I don't know. If, the, if there is like a, you know... If the internet is kind of like a li- a digital library, if there was a digital library on the internet, like a real library, then we would be near the like greatest rock concerts of 1989. Is it that was pretty Alex Jonesy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, actually, can you just put this on? Can you just find Miss Love's opinion on this song? Because this also reminds me of Singapore and Malaysia particularly. I'd love to go to Malaysia. The song, No That Boyfriend, Yo, Yo. What do you think about Young Dro as opposed to Young Jeezy? I need to find uh, that. Look, out. I'll be honest. If there's, if there's what the, song am I playing? <laughs> just type in Young Dro. I'll be honest with you. If there's Young at the beginning of the name, I assume suspicious. that uh, they'll be awesome. No, you don't think that. No, not really. I think I assume they'll be very. Uh, well, our food is kind of here too. Average. We might have to take a break. Well, let's, yeah, let's take a break. break we'll come back point. with fire. Dude, what a better time. I feel like that is the uh, follow-up to The Chronic or possibly 2001 by Dre. And I feel like I was in a, I felt like I was in a year six party looking at a girl being like, she's so hot. Maybe if I play spin the bottle, I can make out with her. So it's a good song. That's what I got (laughs) out of it. It's nostalgic. Even I've never heard it before. Weirdly Did you understand up. anything you were saying? Yeah. My girlfriend's got a girlfriend and now we've got lots of girls here or something. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Ali, and did it, you understand? Well, yeah. You're a rapper. 
But I'll be honest, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the lyrics. Yeah, my girl. You don't need to. That's the whole point. That was what Chris Rock was saying. The rap used to just be like that. A vibe. It was just like, dude, back in the day, rap music was just like, smack it with a dick, smack it with a dick, smack it with a dick, smack it with a dick. It was like that. And and like all the girls would just be dancing to it and be like, they ain't talking about me. And then they just keep going (laughs) and dance to it. And that was that song because that was the second. Think about this. He had like one that was like, remotely more palatable to the mainstream, but he still reached gold. What does gold but mean? A million? Half a mil. Fuck, that's crazy. How big was Young Dro? Young Dro was <laughs> big for 2008. That's what I was saying. Fall? Like Obama had to rely on Young Dro no. back in the day. It's like Trump going dude, for Lil little Pimp. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Bernie going for Killer Mike. Instead of Lil Pump. Little no, pimp. because like, Killer Mike used to talk about political stuff. Jung Dro's opinion of 2008 was like, I'm Obama, Obama black. <laughs> and that was his point for 2008. And then 2016, he was like, I'm Obama Trump, Trump rich, man. No way. He changed his tune. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the whole thing. It was just like, dude, As real young, motherfuckers. There was, of, there was a lot of rappers that went for Trump because of the yeah, rich that, Like Ice, no, not Ice T. What about like, Lena Dunham, the greatest rapper of all times? What was her song? The big song? The Hillary one. We've got to listen to it. Just uh, play it. Okay. Oh, All right. Right. Play it. Play it. Play it. So bad. But dude, listen to those lyrics. My girl got a girlfriend. See her in the pearl bean flat passing by, keeping out, keeping out of yours. You know what he was saying? No, I do not. Sir. He was just saying, my girl's got a girlfriend. And we're all. And he was just saying. My girlfriend is your girlfriend's, like your the boyfriend. That is my girlfriend's girlfriend. That's how much of a baller I am. Is the fact that like she is just some side party Vicariously. to me? Oh my god! Well, that's cool. It works. I didn't hate it. I did not hate it. I'll tell you that much. And it was like, make her when she passing by the jersey. Defending the nation's baddest grandmother. I'm talking Hillary, Ronald, Clinton. I get upset when people say that Hillary needs to smile. She's the strongest fucking person, couldn't even walk a mile. In the heels of this woman had to fight her whole life, defending everything she does to the left and to the right. She's been a lawyer, first lady, senator, plus a mom. Fights for justice since the age of 15. Man, come on. And she did it in a man's world. Shatters last feeling still. All these little bitches will assume she's catching feeling. Fuck that, my girl's a rider. Fuck! Hatred and what? Ah! Dude, and they wonder why they lost. First off, (laughs) that music was dated in 2008. Like, sorry, sorry. As in, like, that would apply. That that would apply. That would apply. That would apply. In 2008, just that. 
It was 2016. It was eight years later. First of all, the beat was so old by then. But first, then also just making all these like egregious assumptions about Hillary Clinton being first lady, that she was just like doing more work than fucking Bill Clinton. (laughs) How does she know that? I'm not saying that she wasn't, but how the Uh, fuck does she know that? I mean, look, she was a grandma and she also had the time to be first lady. What do they do? They, they just talk about how it's like a really good idea to eat vegetables. <laughs> Dude, the greatest thing she did for Biden was not endorse him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That would have lost at least. A bu- I think, dude, I feel like when like Lady Gaga was in Bi- uh, endorsing Biden, he was just like, let's, let's wrap this up. You know, like, <laughs> I don't need California sugar. You know, like. <laughs> Here, I can. Uh, I don't need California sugar. (laughs) (laughs) From Mexico, Jack. He needed the black vote, which means that he needed more young dro. Just talking about, I got a lot of girlfriend. Lot. I like his aviators. They remind me of. Yeah, about uh, to take off. That was one of his songs. (laughs) I'm about to take off. How close is that to fight up, ready to go? <laughs> Wait, Damn. Dude, like. But, dude, what's yeah. that? I really don't understand how Young Dro, who was like T.I.'s best friend, and T.I. supported Bernie Sanders, but Young Dro got <laughs> Trump vote. Oh, yeah. hey, Young Dro will know what's up. Who's T.I. again? Another, you know T.I.? Another do you know T.I.P.? No, I do not. No, nah, T.I. was the guy you that did? came up with Grand Hustle. <laughs> You might as well be speaking Pakistani right now. Like yeah, this is really hey, weird. Do I you thought remember? he was because I know exactly what he's talking about. Do you know T.I.? But you hey. probably only know him because of the normie stuff like, just live your life. Yeah, I know him. Oh, I've heard that song too. I know him from being alive in 2000s. Yeah. Because <laughs> he dead. No, but he just, like, there was just this period, this golden era of grand hustle and uh, what was... Ludacris's album, Disturbing the Peace. <laughs> and it was just like, if you were friends with Ludacris or if you were friends with T.I., gold album. <laughs> that's just how it Dude, works. Ludacris's album should have just been, every album should have just been called, yeah, yeah, new Fast and Furious is out, go check that <laughs> shit out, y'all. And I wouldn't have a problem with that. It would yeah, be, and I will honest, check it out. If you're more honest, I mean, more there's honest. like nine Fast and Furiouses. I'm sure he doesn't have more than nine albums. <laughs> you know the song that made me fall in love with rap? It was the drop too fast, drop too furious, <laughs> oh. act a fool. Remember that song? No, I don't. That's from the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I yeah, don't. Yeah. But I- <laughs> so good. The whole also, song was just about avoiding cops because of all these like in- included James Bond additions that you had to a Cadillac. I've just been like, my trunk too pimp and I got hideaway license plates. Oh. That was sick, dude. And what? you hate these people? I don't know. What you hate saying. the mix? I don't know. Are you the cops? Anymore. Are you the fucking police? Yes, yeah, so I'm Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> Look, that yeah, that's Blue mad. Lives but Matter? you know what else is mad? Crooks avoiding them and bragging about being crooks. <laughs> it is, that is cool. That is cool. Come on. I'll pay that. Are you too fast? Yeah, act a fool. That was the song. Act a fool, and then I was just listening to that, and I was like, "Hang on, this song's fucking hilarious. Let's just deep dive into this," which just really encapsulated my taste in music, which is like, "Raise your voice is as mad as my girl got a girlfriend." <laughs> Raise no, your voice by Hillary. I think Duff. it's mad, but fair. But 
you can see the merit in it now, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, dude, yes, yes. Like 2008 Southern Rap, which was just talking about avoiding cops and how many girlfriends you had. Mad. Yeah. yeah. What was really sad was Lena Dunham trying to, like, turn it on his head in 2016. Slurs. Dude. Slurs. Come on. Was like, that, 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 like, trap was big in 2016. You should have at least gone with that beat. I mean, I think she was trying to be, like, semi-ironic because then it covers myself if it's if people pan it for being shit. It was just – I was being ironic. It was just spoof. Yeah, but, dude, even on Funny or Die – like seventy five percent of the of the voting population chose die. Yeah. Damn. Is that a thing? What's funny or die? Funny or die was actually created by Will Ferrell. What? Really? Is he? Did he create? Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, he created that website. Pretty much. Pretty much. The Will Anderson of Australia. Oh wait, I actually thought you meant that guy. No, Will Ferrell was the guy that was like, I'm gonna insert quirky profession. With me, Dude, that was his. Do you, do you think he's talented? There's a such conspiracy a that Will Ferrell is the most talented comedian out there. I think. Uh, look, you can have that opinion, and I know that you do hold that opinion, and I respect nah, that. Mine is Seth Rogen, please. Mine. Nah. Okay, that's too. That's too egregious. It's just like. I'm Will Ferrell, except for I have nut gray hair. That was not okay. Yeah. yeah. And this is the bigger question: Is Will Ferrell still alive? Was he is. He most definitely. He came was out. Was he still making movie. movies? Yeah, he dude. He came out with that Eurovision movie with he, uh, and Rachel And it was McGann. bad. Well, for Netflix, were though. any of his films good? Yeah, some were What good. about. Uh, uh, what's that one called? The only one was uh, Zoolander, but every time he was in it, I was thinking, okay, let's just fast forward that. No, and get back. I thought it was funny. About, I thought it was funny. What about the one where he sings the. Do be you say me? I don't know. Love me. Go on. You know what's Step Brothers? No, but it's similar. It's, it's Step, all they're all similar. They're it's all just Step Brothers Part Five. Step Brothers was funny. I thought. <laughs> nah, you go back and watch it. You won't think it's funny because everyone really? always just goes like Anchorman. That was the height of his career. Yeah. Go oh, yeah, back Anchorman. and watch Anchorman. Anchorman's not great. It's like, no, it is not. Oh, what about the time when he's talking to the girl and saying he doesn't have interest, but he gets boner? That's funny. Yeah. He's, he's flirting with this girl and she says, "Are you interested in me?" And he says, "No," but he has a boner at the same time. That was very funny. Anchorman? Yes. Yes, Anchorman. You're not you're not selling it here. I do. <laughs> I do. That's I not know. even a joke I now. Think, it's I just like you fact. Know what? You know what? It's actually not even a joke because I do remember watching Anchorman and thinking it was really funny. I think the funnier Yeah, but go line, back and watch it, Ollie. I think the funnier line is being like, did you put your balls in my- No, did you touch my drum shit? I put your- I put my balls on my- on your drum shit. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Still works for me. Step Brothers. Musical reference. <laughs> Step Brothers. I don't know. No, I, I thought Step Brothers Step was kind of funny. Step Brothers was all right. I Step Brothers was good. Cop, that's on him. Yeah, but it's- That's, I'm a, just that's saying, the guy from King of Queens. Yeah, go no, back and watch it. I bet you he's the executive And go producer. back and watch Mall Cop. <laughs> I've never seen Mall Cop. That's I, the problem. Mall Cop is shit. Uh, what's that movie called? Angry Birds. No. The Christmas one where the guy's like, go for Elf. Yeah. No. 
It is just no. shit elf. No. Mr. has like at least five of those today. He's like, what's that word? No, no, no. That word. Yeah, I have. The word, you know what I am getting out of this? Like, what's that fucking called? Man, man. You know, bad you know, Santa. I'm sorry. It's but shit like, bad Santa. Sorry to sound like a 30-year-old boomer. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Which is a very 30-year-old boomer thing to say. But 30-year-old boomer. I like that. 2008 like that. was a forgotten time. <laughs> you know why? Because it was just when corporate America decided okay, we're going to go all in on YouTube. Really? And so they came up with shit. Like, you know that point, that video that I was showing you? That Remember the song Jizz in My Pants? Yeah. yeah. That was the official crossover from 2008 to 2007. That was just like really? YouTube is no longer for Shane Dawson. YouTube is for celebrities that appear in movies. Who's Shane Dawson? <laughs> Shane Dawson was... And now he's just hated by YouTube, which is just the way that you just like, if you stay around long enough, you become a villain. But he was the one that he used to just say really shocking shit, which was the reason that he got to the point, which was basically just a bunch of pedophile jokes. And then some guy that pretty much just looks like an LL Cool J Obama. When he was like, this is disgusting. I can't believe you're joking about pedophilia. You can't do that. Right. Yeah, you can't do that now, but you could do that in 2006. So shut the fuck up. You still can do it. You still can't do it, but you'll get crucified yeah, for it. Yeah, true. Because you just have somebody have sitting you, there being like, it's time to stop. Have you guys seen Jonah from Tonga recently? No. He got cancelled, right? Yeah, well, but like I was watching it and there are grounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm- It was a different time. I'm, I'm one of those people that's like okay with everything. But like, and it's not even the grounds of like, ooh, how is he white and playing an ethnic character? It was more like, how is he 45 and playing a 10-year-old? Oh, <laughs> you know? right, yeah. Fair. <laughs> Dude, something, the culture did change to like a more like, uh, ups, uh, you know, to a more like, uh, like, what do you call it? Like, let's revere androgynous people and hate masculinity at some time, like very like fall of the Roman Empire vibes in the last decade. Like I remember in high school, yeah, like called anything, 2016. like we, me and Jordan graduated 07 and like there was nothing you couldn't say. It was bizarre. Yeah, just even on like the genre from Tonga, you know, New Zealand bought it for like a ridiculous amount of money after fighting and asking for it. And then as soon as they bought it, they aired one episode and that's when like the cultural zeitgeist changed and they yeah. had to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of money for it. Dude, that's it. The cultural zeitgeist, that, that sums it up. It's a very strange phenomenon. It's really weird. It's like, honestly, Joe Biden, if he just kept away from the whole, like, yeah, it's your biggest coalition. You should have just say the biggest coalition was Republicans and Democrats. Just kept it at that. What? That's what Obama kept it at. What do you mean? Well, he just kept saying, like, black, Latino, right, Asian, right, right, transsexual, right. Yeah, yeah. gay. I think he's faced like, backlash. They would have voted for <laughs> Did you, you say anyway. AIDS? Gay. Oh, oh, they think, would have just voted for him anyway. Yeah. I think he faced some backlash after his first speech where he talked about unity and how I'm a president for everyone and blah. I think some of the like the Lena Dunham factions from Democrats were like, but what about black people, gay people, brown people, all that? So his next speech he was like, I am not forgetting about the gays and the and the blacks right. and the and, and who else was there? But it's not his fault. But honestly, it's not his- the only people that he should have acknowledged was blacks. That's what could he over Dude, he definitely he owes he his presidency for black to black people. Yeah. Really? Yeah, dude, this is the thing. Is that true? Black people yeah. love Joe Biden. And hate Bernie Sanders. Why? Latinos love Bernie Sanders and hate Joe Biden. I don't. What you can come up with hell? your own reason. Cubans love Trump, though. 
And Cubans love Trump. But Cubans is like again, a small would. section of the Latinos. They're, they're yeah. not all Latinos. Most yeah. Latinos are Mexican. That's what was amazing. It was Marco Rubio's entire presidential pitch was, I remind people from Florida of themselves. <laughs> As if that's going to fly in what fifty-one other states? <laughs> yeah, have to hear? yeah, I think like Montana might not get on board with that. It yeah, did, it didn't fly with the fifty-second, which is Australia, Alaska. All oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what do you what do you call those? District? District one. District yeah. one. Yeah. Um. Fuck. I was going to say something, but I forget what. Um. The zeitgeist. The but zeitgeist yeah, look, I, I really liked the zeitgeist of two thousand and eight. It was the best, sweet spot. It was the sweet spot. It was just like, okay, we're we're cool with voting for a black president. That's mad. But it wasn't the main pitch Mm. of Obama. The main pitch was just like, I'm not George Bush. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know what's strange? I want to know. I suppose that was Biden. And also like, I'm cooler than George Bush. I know George Bush is cool. But I can match up to the coolness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? George Bush. I know was very George cool. Bush. I don't know if that was a sarcastic. It was sarcastic. But How he was, is he's he? One of the George Bush is funny. People. George Bush was really he's witty. Cool. Dude, he's cool. I think he George was Bush funny. was like one of the wittiest people alive. Dude, he's, he's not a great president. By no means was he a great president, but as a personality, dude, he seems like he's one of those personalities that you would automatically get attracted to it. Probably. Dude, you know what he said? You know what he said when they when they just interviewed him and they said, "You have just won the presidency." You know what he said? Uh, like he was just at the golf course and he was like, uh. yeah, watch this swing. No, 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 watch this swing. Watch this drive was when he was announcing war into Iraq. Fuck. When he was announcing his presidency. Well, sorry, someone just announced that you had won the presidency. He just said, hmm, I suppose I better come up with an acceptance speech. <laughs> that is mad. Like he was just like, he was acknowledging that he was just some party frat boy yeah. who was playing golf and was more interested in that than being president. But you know, yeah, I, it's I, honest. I, it's sick. And one of the biggest criticisms that people have against Bush, and I do too, I don't. Um, the Iraq War and the wars, right? Yeah. There was. I've I've been reading a lot about it, and apparently, um, it was Cheney. Well, it was Cheney and Rumsfeld, but. But you always assume that, okay, even if it was them, why did you go along with it? You were the president. And then, but after his second term, he apparently didn't listen to Cheney at all. He was like, yeah, you you are useless. You're done. <laughs> You're really? done. And, that, and if you look at his second term, no more stupid wars. Fuck. I didn't know that. So it was Cheney. Iraq, Afghanistan, both were first term. What war did he do in the second one? I think he was just like... Dude, he seems like a very patriotic man. And if you pitch him something as like, if we don't do this, we will be attacked. Yeah. Then you'll do the same thing. Because yeah. like Bush isn't the isn't intellectual. He probably wasn't well versed with all no. foreign policy. But if he was told that this is an existential threat, any president would yeah. order it, right? So he started listening more to the Colin Powells of his- uh, Yes, because Colin Powell was very against the war. And, and Bush was basically taken by Cheney and Rumsfeld. But in, this, in his second term- this is the, this is one of the other arguments that people have that uh, you know how people say Cheney was the real president. Mm. Um, a lot of historians now say that definitely not in the second term. Yeah, <laughs> like he right. was even being listened to in the second term. Bush surrounded himself with other people. They didn't kick him out, but he was just there as like just, he became a normal vice president after that. His first term, most people say that. Um, uh, most people say that no, Cheney wasn't the de facto president, but he had a lot of say. Because I hear that uh, when he was talking to people behind closed doors, and he hammed it up even more in his second presidency, he became even more folksy. 
but as soon as you close the doors on him, he'd just be as knowledgeable about Iraq and the districts and the ethnicities and what was winning as somebody that was on the front line. He By that really point, understood he at that point. What, Bush? Yeah, Bush. It was just the same thing that happens to all presidencies, which was what Obama was saying, which was that I was a much better president on my last day than I was on my first day. Right. It just happens. But you know what I- and it's the same with, as I was saying in the previous podcast, that was what was happening with Trump. And you know what was sick about Trump, which I, I really hope that he goes down in, in – presidency is kind of like an example of this. And I think that Tucker Carlson will be leaning into this if he runs. And I hope that he does. <laughs> I can't. Why not? Be, yeah. Well, again, no, I don't hope that he does because he won't, he will win. <laughs> and he's, he's not going to be good on climate change, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of them just have this understanding <laughs> by the time that they're like in their second presidency of their idea that like words have weight and they just get better at it, which again was Donald Trump's down. I, I do think that that was a huge demise of his. He was better at speaking, his which language is bad. Got, his language got, got better, worse. which oh, is better. worse. Oh, you think it actually his language got better. got better? Dude, he was still saying like bigly near the end. <laughs> yeah, he, he <laughs> threw that in, but he didn't need to. But that dude, was the difference. He also added that word into the dictionary. <laughs> like, that's how powerful he that fucking but like, dude, it changed really- the dictionary. <laughs> yeah, what other, what other things did he have? Did he say bigly? He'd be like, big problems. Uh, he, uh, he had like, for bigs, he had a few. Oh, Jordan, what do you think about this? I was reading, uh, there's this uh, author. He's actually a, a hedge fund, like a big hedge fund manager. This uh, Indian American author who wrote a book on um, developing countries. But more than that, what was important, what was interesting about his analysis was that he had done um, sort of research on um, a lot of developed countries and developing countries. And he came to this conclusion that in developing countries, stability and let's say a president, if he, the more terms that that president or prime minister gets, the better it will be for the economic growth of that country. He said in developed countries, in first world countries, it's the opposite. The newer, newer presidents, newer prime ministers end up doing more, and the more they stay in power, the less they end up doing. Hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. Because the longer that you're in, the more that you get in the ear of the establishment, and the establishment is constantly just sitting there saying, you don't want to do that, you don't want to piss off this demographic, yeah. don't say that, don't say that, don't yeah. say that. And so you just start Fuck. walking a narrower and narrower path. Did you think, do you think uh, fucking... Because you know what? Honestly, I see it happening to me as well. I will say that. Go on. Why? Uh, the more that I talk to labor circles, the more they're just like, if you say that, they're, they're constantly giving me this advice now. Because, like, you know, you talk to people after the Sydney Morning Herald and you see the impacts of the people that you actually care about. So say that, like, it comes to, like, the Labor Party and they say that you said this shit on a podcast. I don't necessarily disagree with it, but you said that shit. You shouldn't say that shit for XXXXX reasons because this will not play well in this particular marginal seat. This will not play well with this electorate. They say that stuff. And then you just start looking at it as a chessboard and you think, oh, okay, I won't be saying that. But as a result of saying that, and I think that I'm good in my position because I'm not in a constant drip feed like Trump or Obama was, mm. I can remove myself from it. So I sit there and I'm like, yeah, I feel bad about that. But fuck it. And I just say it anyway, right? But if you are sitting there constantly in the presidency and they're saying, dude, this congressman is going to lose their seat if you say that, 
and they're not wrong. Yeah. But as a result of that, you start losing your teeth. You start losing the reason that you were elected in the first place. Whereas really the look should be, mm. you're saying that shit, that congressman is going to lose that seat. But in terms of your overall political achievement, for the greater good. Because the advice that they start giving you after a while, and it's the same thing that happens with the Labor Party, they're just like, hey, man, you just talked to Van Batham. And I know that we're on the private podcast, so I'll just say this. like, <clears throat> Everyone's always shitting on Van Batham. I love Van Batham. I think that she is really intelligent. Uh, she, she really understands politics thoroughly. And I talk to her and I'm just like, wow, she's got like such a deep knowledge of electorates and things like that. She's, she's really, really smart. But Van Batham and I should never be seen in public. It's counterintuitive, but the Labor yes. Party is constantly sitting there just being like, you guys should talk to each other. You guys should be sitting there and like finding common ground, which is pretty much just another way of saying, you should cuck yourself and take Van Batham's position. But I think that Van <laughs> Batham understands that she is soaking up that SJW crowd and I'm soaking up the uh, – the fucking base crowd. Jordan Peterson crowd. The Jordan Peterson crowd. This is like, dude, Jordan Peterson's mad. Like he's he comes up with sick points and shit like that. But you Having said that, spatial extinction is not mad. <laughs> like th- what, that that should be a point. To do with unions. Huh? Isn't Van Batam just a unionist? Yeah, she's a unionist. But like the thing is that she's like woke as fuck in like right. the new term of it. I'm woke as fuck is the old term of it. I I have another question for you, Jordan. I forgot to ask you this, but I genuinely wanted to know. So Queensland, what is their perception of the environment? Because at some times I get the feeling that they're like a typical sort of liberal. Ah, well, look, coal is important. But then other times I go like, no, dude, they really care about the Great Barrier Reef and they're willing to like fucking put their money where their mouth is. The Great Barrier Reef cuts through. It's Definitely so- saying like the Great Barrier Reef hits the northern Queensland and it hits southern Queensland. If you say where for the Great Barrier Reef, the problem is as soon as you start saying things against coal, you fucked over northern Queensland. This is the thing that people don't understand where they're just like, I'm sick of centrist politicians. There's a reason that centrist politicians continually win elections mm-hmm. by saying nothing. So it's that Arnold, uh, Arnold philosophy that you have to do with them. You know how Arnold Schwarzenegger – because uh, he was a Republican, yeah. but he was he was very pro-climate. Uh, right. So he was asked, like, how do you manage to do that, uh, told that line? He's like, I don't understand why you say climate change. You just say pollution. Everybody cares about pollution. It's everywhere. But climate change, no one knows what it is. Yeah, it's kind of true. So I think you do the same thing with Queensland. You just go like, nah, a Great Barrier Reef is going to bleach. You don't, yeah. you don't say climate change. You just say your pollution, most your pollution. Most people be protecting the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most look, people believe... Will agree with that. So yeah, it's most like people will agree with that. But powerful. climate change is just like oh, I mean, that's even Bill O'Reilly. That China needs to take care of. Bill O'Reilly, I remember reading his book years ago. Three sheets to the wind. What's it called? Three sails to the wind, or something <laughs> like that. It was mad. I I, I read I all like of his. Book. You know what else Washington, is amazing? The book. Killing George Washington. Oh, that's one, is it? Probably. <laughs> and then killing Abraham Lincoln. Killing Abraham. Killing Jesus. Killing, killing the SS. <laughs> killing JFK. Killing Fox News. Killing. Killing. I played a part. Let's be honest. Is he? Sorry, yeah, go on. He uh, used to write that point. And actually, Dome King's dad, because I left a bunch of those books at his house, and because he's just an avid reader, he started reading it. And he was like, dude, I understand. Like my whole life, never understood the Republicans. Read Bill O'Reilly's books. 
I fully understand where the Republicans are. And he said exactly oh. what you just said. And he obviously must have coached Arnold Schwarzenegger in how to sell climate change because Bill O'Reilly, let's give credit to him where it's due, he was never against the idea that climate change was induced by human beings. He used to say that all the time on Fox News. The O'Reilly factor. Yo, the no spin zone. <laughs> And he gave no spin. He was saying that, but he was trying to deliver that message to a Republican demographic. And so he came up with that idea where he was just saying that, I I don't even know that. I'm not a scientist. But what I am saying is that obviously if you live near a coal plant, your kids ain't going to be that healthy, huh? So why don't we factor that in? Did he really say that? Yeah. I would have thought he'd be the kind of like coal... You want to get rid of coal? Okay. Let's get rid of your fridge. Let's get of your uh, lamps. Let's get a little, little bit of little Billy's reading lamp because he's not going to learn how to read. <laughs> Why, you want to go back to Wales? I thought that was his thing. <laughs> uh, look, and it was. It was. Well, well, which but, one was it? But the thing is that, like, okay, Hannity would be sitting there every day of the week on Fox News being like, climate change is clearly a hoax. Look at this one uh, scientist is backed by the Koch brothers, and he's saying that, like, looking at his modeling, that it, yeah, it does exist, but it's because it's just going through a new Cretaceous period. I like how they find one out of one million that says it does exist, but it's, it's not, not human. It's not one out of one. You know what is genius like, about that? Like thirty thousand out of hundred thousand. Yeah, hundred thousand. No, it's not thirty thousand. Ninety-seven percent. It is. It is. Oh, twenty-five thousand. I think there's twenty-five thousand scientists that are just like the, the numbers are overblown, something like that. Out of a hundred thousand, I think so. No, no, no. That no, no, stat, no. in fact, if anything, is the a conservative estimate. The ninety-nine point seven percent. Ninety-seven. No, sorry, sorry. The ninety-seven percent. They say that actually it's closer to ninety-nine percent. It probably but the thing is, is by now. dude. If you look okay, at it, when they just say that, like all these scientists disagree. You know what they started putting into that? Geologists. Uh, Homeopathic <laughs> medicine doctors. Like that oh shit. They started God. including no quote unquote scientists, Seriously? but they weren't fucking climate scientists. Yeah. Crystal healers. That's how they got to that to number of just being like, it's not 97%. Dude, that's a huge point that the, that the quote unquote conservatives say against that. Their whole argument, the conservatives always show that shit. They're just sort of like, you know who's included in these demographics for, uh, you know, let's say like, I don't know, like fracking. It's like, Geography teachers, do they know about fracking? So it's like so funny that it's flipped. Well, why wouldn't well, geography would teachers know about fracking? No, but that's the point. That the Republicans will use examples. Oh, just like yeah, but Republicans use dumb examples like that. No, where like cool geography see- teacher would know about fracking. That's a subject. Well, yeah, probably true. actually. But, but, you it's know, the same thing as like you know when Republicans. I remember when Obama was running uh, for office, they were saying, Obama, he's not experienced. He was a community organizer. That's a good job for a politician yeah. to have, a community yeah, that's organizer. A sick job. But I think Republicans just really like fetishize the idea of like, we need a businessman. That's why Trump was such an appeal to who's like, he's a businessman. He knows how to make money. Because there is this idea that politicians are bureaucratic and they're not, they don't have a tangible idea. Like they've never quote unquote worked. A private job. It's always been a I mean, government man, job. That was a big thing with Bernie. Say that they kept Biden. What do you mean? It was weird that they didn't no, attack didn't. Biden on that. They should have attacked him. Yeah, on that. that's true. But that was. But a big, no. But you know why they couldn't a, have done it? Because you know what Biden was? He was a military guy. 
He served in wars and shit. Right, he was in Vietnam, yeah. so they couldn't have done that. True. Was he? By the way, yeah, that's how he got his position at law school. And, and he barely scraped through. <laughs> but dude. Hey, Jack. But how did they. Um, Whatever you know. But, but you know, I, I, find something, <laughs> I find something very endearing <laughs> about that Jack. idea, too. That like a, a man like Joe Biden, a very ordinary man in many regards. That's what we want. We're happy to have ordinary. Um, we want he's, he's basically like he's Mike show. Pence of the Democrats. Or he used to be Mike That's Pence of the want. Democrats. That's what we want. That's why I'm happy. Mike Pence was the same, same kind of character. Very unimpressive Republican. <laughs> yeah, Mike Pence. No, Mike Pence is way more fucked up. He, he thinks global warming is good because, like, the scripture says that uh, Noah's Ark and shit. You know what's fucked? <laughs> that is, like, the mainstream opinion within the Republican Party. It's just like, if it happens, that's God's will. Let's just do it. <laughs> Pence is pretty fucked. Pence is a fucked man. Pence is a fucked man. I hated that tell thing of just being like, I like Bill Maher's point of, I want Trump out tomorrow. I will pay a million dollars to have Pence. And the whole audience be like, yeah. Dude, you know what's funny too? Like, no, no, I will pay a million dollars for to Trump. To keep Pence Dude, out. You know, what's, you know what's funny too? Apparently like a lot of inside sources said that like Trump hated Pence, but he just had to run with a like cookie cutter. Because the evangelical. No, yeah. no. Yeah. In- initially he, he, well, he didn't trust Pence. Uh, but later on, Pence became one of his most trusted. Uh, because Trump used to say that, okay, Pence won't promise me something that he's not going to do. If there's something that Pence doesn't agree with, uh, he's going to just, he's not going to promise me. But if he promises me something, he will do it. Right. And so towards the end, particularly the second term, uh, Pence became Trump's one of the most trusted. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. Uh, my aides. bad. My bad. Um, but, and, and plus, if Trump hated someone, he would fire him. Like, don't yeah, don't worry. He, he tried to fire an FBI fired. director who he can't even fire. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that about Trump. How just like you fired, you fired. I kind of like. Have that. you seen Boom. all those posters that say Trump? You're, you're fired. fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that would hurt. That seeing that poster would hurt. Yeah, Trump. He's sad. I but, bet. But Jordan Dude, had a you, good point about Trump. Like, if there was ever a like uh, honorable way for Trump to go out, it was like this because now it was so close. And he can now always contend and be like, it was rigged. And that's good for his ego. Yeah, that's so what, it's kind of the best and way. And you know what else? Like, dude, he can always say this. I got more votes than Obama got in 2008, which was a whitewash. True, true, true. Is that true, though? And you know what he could also say? Is that yeah. true? Wait, and he got... But, but Biden he got, got more, more votes. popular vote. Exactly. Right? He got more votes than any president except Biden. Right. That's in still US massive. history. That's amazing. But and we're not even talking about yeah. votes. We're talking about percentage, percentage of population. Yeah. Right, so so like that's huge. But he you know what happy. he can also say? I was the president of the United States. You piece of shit! What have you done? Yeah, and mm. that would be a good point. Exactly. To Trump, and he it's was insane, and he didn't nuke Let's the world like this. everyone said. Everyone was like, "He's going to nuke the world." And he, like, no. he did the exact no, but he, opposite. But, but it's yeah. not even well, not exactly true. But he did nuke one? No, no, nah, he didn't nuke. No, he didn't bomb. nuke. But he the thing a, is that he like he was a pacifist compared to. I mean, like everybody just ignores this point that Putin wanted Biden to win. What? So it was just completely counterproductive to Why? their narrative that they built up for four years because he was going to go back in to Obama's agreements with Russia, which was to just start denuclearizing the planet. And not denuclearizing, just, just going back to an insane amount instead of just like we can bomb the world over a thousand uh, times. Let's just, let's just push it back to 500 times uh, over. How about that? Like, why is Putin uh, pro that? Because he's like, I will not denuclearize. Because, dude, the thing is, Putin, is that again, why? it's the same thing in the US, uh, in, in, Russia. in, in uh, like the, the propaganda model. It's just like, dude, Putin. Putin has done wonders 
for the Russian economy. Yeah. He's built it up from nothing under Yeltsin, who just completely tanked it because it was a complete tool of the US. And that's the whole thing. It's just the fact that like uh, Putin was not a tool of the US. He has made Russia more more Russian. Has he killed people? Yeah. Is he corrupt? Yes. Like, can we just zoom back into the historical context of this whenever the Russians Not ever had a free us. run <laughs> yeah. ever yeah, yeah, yeah. that's such a that's the it most important is. point that you have ever this made. is probably the best that, that like, had it. dude yeah Putin is a dictator but when did Russia not have a the dictator, dictator. <laughs> yeah uh, have you seen Putin's video of him uh, paying out all those oligarchs and industrialists Putin was so there's this uh, Putin these are early Putin days and like a lot of Russians still love him Factory workers were fighting with uh, with factory owners yeah. because the owners after Soviet collapse were just treating them like dogs, pretty much. Yeah. And Putin uh, just showed up to their fucking factories. He had a contract in his hand that like increased the workers' pay and meet or met all their demands. And mm. he said, he would literally say, "Who the fuck are you? Come here." Sign this shit right now. To the owners. He force-signed the owners oh, wow. on these new contracts. What a bull. And also, like, uh, and he was, the owners were so scared of him that two years later, the factory workers were still saying, nah, they're still fulfilling that agreement. Shit. But and it, well, Russia has always had like this strong man uh, figure. And yeah. whenever they haven't there had it, they've been like an anarchy. Yeah. Yel- Yeltsin was shit. Or like even Gorbachev. Like he was... Um, they've they've always they've always prospered. They love dictators. They love Putin for that reason because he's not a strong-headed all them, not man. Not all of them, but what do you mean? Yeah, there's a lot of Russians that hate Putin. Well, but large enough. Yeah, again, but this dude, is, you again, know what? Again, again like I, I just moved, dude. I'm just gauge, gauging this from the Russians that I met during modeling. Mm. He's good. I understand that they would have just been like susceptible to the propaganda of Russia. But do all the chicks from from dirt floor houses in Siberia or whatever, they love Putin. All the all the kids of doctors, right? All the kids of lawyers hated Putin. Oh, of course. So like Putin, come on! Like it was just it, it's always the it, same thing. It's like I have seen a documentary. The where middle class the and the upper middle class hate Putin, but the lower cl- class loves Putin. And, and you, you'd have to look at the numbers. This American uh, Russia that America liked was one of the most crony capitalist oligarchic systems that Who? you can ever imagine. Yeltsin. Yeltsin. Yeah, Yeltsin. And just but like he was a your post, funny man. Post, a post Soviet Russia was total chaos. And Americans basically enacted it. Enacted it. And, and, mm. and Russians still. They had such a golden opportunity. The Soviet Union had completely collapsed. This old rivalry was dead. But in, instead of like actually helping them establish institutions or whatever, they just said, all right, the richest people buy all of the shit that Soviet Union had and we're fucking off. And that left Russia in like this utter crisis that like Putin eventually came and consolidated. You know what else? He took them back to like the Soviet... You know what else like is insane Soviet- about the Yeltsin era? More people, more people died... Under Yeltsin, if you exclude, if you exclude all the time that Stalin, like the point that we're always saying, if you exclude all the people that died under famine and World War Two under Stalin, more people died under Yeltsin. So as a result of like the the things that you can directly attribute to governance, fuck, 
Sorry, I've got the hiccups. Hold your breath. The people that you can directly attribute under Yeltsin that died because of his policies, way higher than even Stalin, let alone all of the cronies that came under Stalin that were just uh, kind of just enacting milder policies of of Stalin. That sounds crazy. And it was like, dude, as, when when you look at the big block in parliament after Yeltsin, dude, they were just saying like, yeah, it was pretty much just what, uh, uh, fuck, Weinstein head. What's his name again? Harvey. No, Weinstein head in Russia, Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Oh, Weinstein, yeah, Gorbachev. That was, that was the new communist party. And they were just sitting there being like, yeah, we believe in freedom of press, but this is not free freedom of press, you just inserted, the CIA inserted something like a billion dollars back in the 90s, close to that, in money to Yeltsin's campaign. And they went into the new parliament and the communists were like, yeah, we agree that communism needs to be be reformed, but how about we keep social security? Mm. How about we keep some sort of welfare net? Is that really – Jesus, you're blowing my mind right now. Yeah, that was was what the communists – the time we're saying like these old school communists that they kept demonizing the press in Russia. And that's why like they keep pointing this out with Yeltsin. I mean, sorry, with uh, Putin as like, why who's your dictator? But he was just saying that the USSR was the biggest tragedy to, for the fact that it collapsed (laughs) in modern history. You're hundred percent right about it because ever since then, the U.S. has had complete rain on the globe. Right. And the USSR stopped that. But also, in terms of its own people, in terms of domestic population, living standards after the USSR moved out and collapsed, and it was just under Yeltsin's reign, it went to, like, Thailand levels, dude. Like, before that, it was above Thailand levels. And this was just, like, with the inefficiencies of communism. Okay, the living standards weren't up to US standards or whatever, which is Ali's always pointing out. That was because of the fact that like, they just didn't have the geography in their favor. I'd imagine was a huge factor in that, Mm. but also they didn't drop like the average male expectancy rate of living didn't drop by fucking 15 years. Did that really happen? Yeah. It was like something along the lines of like the average expectancy rate of an average Russian male was like 70 years under uh, USSR, under Yeltsin. It, it moved down to like 55 years. That sounds crazy. Oh, yeah, that's insane. I can't. Do, I, do I, you want to hear I'm another dubious thing? dubious about this. All this, those sounds, pe- this sounds crazy. All those people. I wrote a, I, I, did a, I did a video about it. Why Stephen Colbert scares me. That was the video. But it was just like. And that's about Russia? Yeah, because it's. As soon as Russia moved out, the US's policy was just like, okay, let's just really IMF this motherfucker. Let's just like cripple Russia. And the biggest example for this new capitalist age not being the best is that in a lot of these Eastern European countries, some neighboring to your uh, ancestral home as well, Mm. after the fall of Soviet Union and defeat of communism, within a matter of four years, a lot of these new politicians were those same Soviet politicians with the same policies. They just came under a different name yeah, and they got right, elected. Right. Because clearly the people, did they like some aspects of this yeah. communist order. Yeah. Otherwise, why the hell, if it was just repression, why would they elect the same motherfuckers? Oh, 
that's interesting. So there must have been some good stuff from the previous era too. But why is Biden, sorry, why is Putin want Biden in versus Trump? Because of the nuclear proliferation treaty. So, so uh, what's his name? So one of the good so, things that Obama did. No, no, no I, I know about that, but, I, but are you saying that uh, Putin wants to reduce nuclear arms or he's like, I'm going to stock more? New, no, he's saying that like, Putin was you, Putin. D- dude, it was like the best speech I've ever, it was one of the most rational speeches I have heard I've ever a lot heard. Of, I have heard a lot of Putin speeches where I'm like, this guy's a boss. Like the ones where he's just like, if you don't like, you know, like Catholicism and Russian uh, culture, then you will leave. I'm like, that's a boss. But anyway, he is a boss. Go on. Go on. He's the best yeah. of both worlds. It's sick. Yeah. But I love uh, the things that Miss Love finds really good in a leader. Social he issues. said, fuck Muslims, and that is good. I, Other than that, I'm not on board with anything else, but fuck Muslims, I like. No, he didn't say that. He just said, don't fuck about. You are in Russia, you know, like the, learn your place. Not Muslims, just anyone that's yeah, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, but his, his position was like, Trump <laughs> doesn't understand, and I think he's right, but I don't think it was Trump really that was pushed pushing this it was obviously just the neocons because he upped the nuclear arm no he ripped up the agreement that obama and putin came to which was just like let's just start denuclearizing because it's this this is is insane yeah but another aspect of that was which i think is more important to putin than the nuclear disarmament because he even he knows that trump isn't trying to like nuke him uh one of the things that was in nuclear disarmament was yes reduce the number of nuclear warheads but also share military uh information with each other so we kind of know sick who what we're because even enemies like countries like pakistan and india they hate each other they're like two steps away from nuclear war they share these kinds of information because yeah. they they know that if they don't share it with the other person the other person can there can be miscalculation well, that happened with russia right didn't russia yeah, it, nearly, it happened in the soviet uh, yeah they nearly and, bombed america during kennedy's time yeah but, but dude his other point was just like we can't even keep track of all of these nuclear <laughs> arms and like that was one of his main points I in russia laugh. Just, i shouldn't was like just, we are way poorer than you and you can't keep track of your arms so think about how fucked it is in russia like I, yeah. there's nuclear arms that i don't even know about that's what's going on in Russia, one's right? One could Yeah, and that, I guess that is what you're talking about with the miscommunication. But that is a serious th- thing that Putin was talking about where it was just like, dude, it's not even in my hands. Like, I don't believe from Donald Trump and what I've spoken to him and like his enactments across the world that he wants nuclear war. Mm. He doesn't want that. Yeah. But the thing is that like, you look at history, as soon as there's an arms race, the arms race results in something. Mm. And, and we, 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 we yeah. really fucking, like by the skin of our teeth on many occasions, which to the Russians' credit, the Russians were almost always. always the ones that were just saying like, this is insane, let's just step it back a bit. Fuck. But like, it didn't even come down to the leaders of Russia at that point. It was just like fucking admirals yeah. of like submarines and stuff that were saying, no, I'm not going to yeah. launch my nuclear warheads. Have you heard about that story yes. of Vladimir? Not not Putin, Putin? or Lenin. No. Vladimir was, uh, was basically, he was in charge of like a little unit in Russia mm. that was supposed to be looking at the radars oh. for incoming attacks. Mm. So he was given instructions mm-hmm. that if you get this Vladimir guy, if you get these kinds of uh, signals on your radar, you need, not that you need to get permission, you must reciprocate with nuclear weapons immediately. Uh. And 
Russia and the U.S. were crazy. Their weapons were mated, so it was just like literally pressing a button. Jesus Most countries Christ. don't have that. Who like says they need that? two days' notice to be, uh, prepare for nuclear Who weapons. Who says you must shoot a nuclear weapon? Well, that was the heat of the Cold War. That's right. what he was yeah. saying. You're just making another Cold War, and yeah. I don't think the world can survive another Cold War. That was Putin's point. Yeah, yeah. But but so basically, if if Russians or if the U.S. detected nuclear weapons coming towards them. Their lower officials were supposed to launch a re- because obviously if it attacks them, then they so it's yeah. mutually assured destruction, right? Fuck. This motherfucker Vladimir, who was not even a big officer, he notices nuclear warheads coming towards him. Yeah, he is instructed explicitly to relaunch the attacks. Not at that point, even before in his training, he has a hunch that there is something wrong, and what he decides fuck? to wait. Against the yeah. orders of the Russian president, and it turned out to be a faulty radar thing. That little thing could have launched another nuclear missile. Oh my! He apparently was he was either fired or something for not doing it, but was at the same time appreciated for like not putting this world into like. Why this. isn't this shit taught along with like curse, curse? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I will give credit to Scott Ludlam, right? writes it every year on his Facebook post. He gives credit to Vladimir. To that guy. People that say that I don't give credit to the Greens, credit where credit is due. Scott Ludlam every year is just like, can we just all thank Vladimir on this specific day? Because that, that, that motherfucker saved the, saved the world. This lower rank man he, saved he, the world. He wasn't like, he was lower Do rank, really but he was think just like. the world would have. Yeah. Dude, if, if Russia had launched those attacks, America, again, they also have Vladimir sitting there who are supposed to launch uh, attacks. And I can assure you, for some reason, I have a feeling that Americans would not resist. They wouldn't resist. Actually, oh having said that, to be, to be fair, there was one U.S. air marshal or something like that that was in a similar situation, and he was just being like, nah, that's a glitch. I'm not, I'm not doing shit about that. Fuck. And was dishonorably discharged. But... Disproportionately, disproportionately, it had always come down to the Russians, and the Russians were always the ones being like, "Nah, that's yeah, insane." This shit is just insane. It's just hearing this shit is just like the most mind-boggling thing stuff in the world. It's like it comes down to like it comes down to what would the world look like now Same. if that guy had like you know his girlfriend broke up with him earlier that day? It was like fuck. Him. Beep. Like, what would the world look it, like now? Just more crazy. smoke in the sky? All, didn't you tell me about, uh, what was that um, Ukrainian um, nuclear power plant? That uh, The fucking one that they made in Netflix? Chernobyl. 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 You told me, like, it was literally a handful of individuals who were like, yeah, we're going to die, but we're going to stop the no, world No, that was Fukushima. Dying. Oh, that was Fukushima. Fukushima in Japan. That that was insane. What do you mean? That did, that went to shit. That these incredible stories. No, that, went to, that went to shit. But, like, dude, there, there was... Two things that massively, and this was the whole thing that like that fuckhead statue cheat just was just like, oh, come on, as if that's like a response. <laughs> oh, come on. It is in the documents. But in Fukushima, <laughs> like how he's always been like, it is very overstated how bad Fukushima is. It's all in the minds of people that they have cancer. They're, they're just imagine, imagining it. <laughs> Fuck. Like, no. It's vastly overstated how bad Fukushima was, but understated. Over, uh, under, yes, under. So understated, but nice. As the guy that was the president, 
at the time of Japan was saying, it was just like if the wind was blowing a different direction that day, Japan would cease to exist as a nation. It was just what? blowing out to Dude, sea. Now so now just- we know how close it was. How close Japan was to cease existing. Are you serious? At least the at least the big Tokyo area, which is kind of Japan oh, if you think fuck. about it. Fuck. Not even just Tokyo. If the wind Straight was blowing way. into Japan, yeah. Japan would have split in two. There would have just been this entire uninhabitable zone. There would have been this tiny pocket in the north and a tiny pocket in the south that would have been somewhat inhabitable. But there were plans of relocating millions of people to eastern Russia. No. Yes. J- Japanese people. Japanese people at Dude, the time. Dude, not millions. T- tens of millions. Yeah, yeah, were millions the Russians going to let them? Well, that was something different. This was a They were trying to negotiate that, but they were just being like, fuck, this is our only option. What? And the Russians would have agreed to it because like, Dude, like it's it's a, Economic it's a boom. huge, huge calamity, oh, and it, obviously they would have lived like refugees. They wouldn't have given them their why, country. Why isn't this reported? No, because it's, I'm telling now. you, like it's it's part of this. This is the other thing that I'm always on about. My big, it's like what Christo is always saying: the three horsemen of retardation, vapes, which is hilarious. Uh, that uh, part of it. That's not. Come on. That'd be stupid. You've no, but it's just so stupid. Like, it's just like, hey, help me get off cigarettes. Are you off cigarettes? No. Well, then it did. Dude, did he's it. missing the but point. I it like tastes it. yummy and looks cool. Have you had True. mango flavor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I have, and it's so, mad. So one out of three repu- refuted already. <laughs> yeah, but dude, like grape-flavored cigarettes are mad as well. So I just Nah, they're not as good. I don't know about that, man. I've tried them. They're not as good. That's just my opinion. Hey, That's hey, your opinion. My opinion is they're better. What are yeah, the other, the other two is just like nuclear arms. I mean, sorry, nuclear <laughs> power plants. Vent. Nuclear power plants in China. Like anyone who has like this retarded view is like China's evil. You get it? That's that's all I need to know about China. That's the end of that. It's just like no. And also like nuclear power would solve the world's problems. What do Dude, you I I have never res- researched this topic more than nuclear power because I was just like so butthurt. That's true. But but like the first video that oh, I did where on. I was just looking at like- Oh, no, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> but like I, I deep dive that shit for, for like six months and obviously I came off bad because I was trying to like look at it honestly where I should have just been sitting there coming up with zingers against that. that G. But like to my, to my fairness in that debate- <laughs> You did well. I, I didn't know that he was a fucking Coke Brothers plan. Yeah, I know. And you still held your own pretty well. And I, I thought it was really honorable that you're like, I don't know that. I'll look it up, which is to be, that is like losing in a debate today, which is retarded because it's like conceding, you know, being an honest human being, that's a bad thing now. Yeah. Well, I should have just sit there and be like, please, please. Come on. Come, on. come away. <laughs> come to have fun. Come on. Come, come away. All right. Should we Wait, no, 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 no. wrap it up? No, 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 not yet. What do you think about Biden's nuclear ambitions then? Well, I, Does look, he have any? Yeah. yeah. He wants to build them. Yeah. It's terrible and I hate that like $400 million of his $2 tr- trillion policy is just like, again, just this huge fucking uh, vacuum of money where they're just being like small modulators. Let's just go into that. SMRs, which is just like, it's it, all of these things that people keep talking about, like fusion, thorium, small modulators. It's it's the same as AI. Like as Chomsky's always saying that we've well, been saying that AI is five years around the corner. Speak up, Chomsky. Since <laughs> since the seventies, and it is exactly the same with nuclear waste. Oh, right. Still haven't come up with a solution in nu- 
clear waste. I, I haven't even found a fucking place to store it. They're just being like, yeah, Finland, that can store one thirtieth of the world's waste, maybe. Oh, <gasps> is that where it goes? No. Oh. You know where it goes? No. In your fucking like designated dub, uh, designated trash heap. Yeah, they just yeah. put it on the ground. And just no, they don't even put it on the ground. Like a lot of the time they have like high level nuclear waste just hanging out next to like a new, like holes, holes worthy of the US. Just like across the road, there'll just be this fucking nuclear dump. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And like, dude, this is the other thing. Like near a fucking, near a fucking fault line. And it's just like, well, it's in a plastic tub. I don't see how that can <laughs> Fuck. Jesus, dude, stop blowing my mind. So, like, it's just, like, the, the problem just keeps getting worse and worse well, every you- day that these are open. Like, heaps of his money is just being, like, thrown into these stupid pie-in-the-sky things. It's like, <gasps> dude, honestly, the more I've looked into it, the more I'm, like, in, in agreement. Thorium, fusion, small modulators, whatever the fuck else they have, all of these things, they're always just saying that. of just being like, yeah, that's the solution. They've been talking about it since the 70s. It deserves in the same category as clean coal. It's not going to fucking happen. So he's just chucking $400 billion into like a fucking vacuum because that's how powerful the nuclear lobby is. Nuclear lobby in the US is a secret fossil fuel organization. Like, dude, think about this. Do we have any in Australia? Yeah. How many? Most of what we have here in Australia, though, is... No, nuclear power plants? No, we just have Lucas Heights, which is just for like, – because this is the other thing that people always say. Like, you can be used to make a uh, uh, – Small s- toys s- for McDonald's. That shit. <laughs> Small toys for McDonald's and surgical implements. And it's just like, yeah, you can <laughs> – but that is actually a fucking small modular reactor that can't produce power, and that's fine. You can use that to sterilize. Like, if, if Lucas Heights fucks up, like, worst case scenario, it fucks up, like, southwestern Sydney. Hey. Nah, Sucked in, that's Ali. Fair, that's fair. That's what you get. That's what you get. Serves you right. First you throw a waste in a Holesworthy. Then you go, well, all that's going to be fucked is your Holesworthy. Southwest Sydney. Dude, serves you right. You pay cheap rent. You get wiped out. You get wiped out by nukes. Sorry. Hey, you don't even pay rent. Yes, I do. I do now. But Oh, yes, you do. That's, Congratulations. That's like Biden, a huge part of his money. It was the same thing with Obama when he was just sitting there and just to get that part of the lobby on side, the day that he announced his strategy to pivoting towards renewables, he just moved in all of the nuclear lobby and said, look, when I'm saying this, I'm still going to give all of the fucking subsidies to nuclear power, which let's not forget, no nuclear power uh, in the world has ever run without huge amounts of subsidies. They, mm. they cannot exist without constant government subsidies. And the reason the governments give them subsidies is because they want to develop nuclear weapons. And that is the only reason Jesus. that you keep them going. To- so libertarians would hate nuclear power? Yeah. Right. If they were truly libertarians, which they're not, they're never fucking libertarians. They just say that word because it sounds good. But libertarians would like renewables. Yeah. Only form of energy that can be run without subsidies. It's amazing. How was tr- just quickly? How was Trump's? Was Trump pro nuclear? Oh, he was just yeah, like, of course. Oh, he was. Yeah, I, like I, any any president. Right, right, right. Any I, U.S. president just backs it to the hilt. But the thing that happened under him that no one paid attention to, obviously, because no one, everyone bl- believes that nuclear power is his fucking savior of the future or whatever. But like, uh, Rick Pe- Rick Perry is energy minister. Who was that? 
Texan dude who was kind of like a cross Luke between Perry. Trump and yeah. yeah, probably Luke Perry's brother. Only glasses. Like, yeah, yeah, but he put in glasses and he thought that that would give him a better chance after he embarrassed himself. <laughs> but I don't even know about it. The he gave the game away. Glasses. He gave the game away as energy minister. He wrote this letter saying, "Like I am deeply disturbed." by the lack of subsidies that we are giving nuclear power. I mean, like, they are just running entirely on subsidies and none of them could survive a second without subsidies. But we need to be giving them more subsidies because if we don't, then where are we going to get all of our components that we need to build nuclear subs and nuclear arms? That is the smoking gun. That is what nuclear power plants exist. And if you look at all of the designs for all of the existing nuclear power plants that are in effect today, that are running today, they have all of these chambers that are designed to make specifically shell components for nuclear subs. Like there's just a point where you just treat metal, it just goes into the fucking generator and it's just there to make the out line of a nuclear sub to fucking put it in there so it can withstand the amount of nuclear fucking energy that is in a single nuclear sub. That is the reason that nuclear power exists. Just to keep nuclear weapons proliferating. Does China do that? Yeah, of course. But the difference is with China as well. They're just honest about it because they can be because they're a fucking authoritarian government. They're just like, nuclear power is not making money. Solar power making money. More solar power. Are you going to get rid of your nuclear power? We are going to reduce it, but keep it up for nuclear weapon. Yeah. Dude, they just say it outright. It's right. only America that sits there and is just like, no, this is way future. Right, right. Well, ah. that's it, folks. You heard it here first. Thank you for subscribing, becoming a patron. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you guys next week. You won't get this anywhere Nuclear else. power, eco power for submarine.